Technology, politics, and the economy are changing fast. No time to keep up with all the policies affecting your everyday life and figuring out fact from fiction? Not even sure where God could fit in all of this? Don't worry, I've got your back. I'm here to dig a little deeper into the issues of the day. And most importantly, to show you the spiritual principles and solutions we can use to rise above it all victoriously for your family's success. Stay tuned as we discover God's plan for our life on earth as it is in heaven. Do you want to witness to your friends? You want them to know about Jesus, don't you? Well, here's my advice. Don't worry about the exact words you need to say. Don't bother memorizing a, a program or needing to follow the exact steps to lead them to salvation. You want them to know who Jesus is. So, forgive people quickly. Speak to everyone with humility and go into everything starting with thankfulness to God. People around you will notice. They won't necessarily walk up to you and say so, but people will notice how you handle yourself at work and at play. I heard a wealthy businessman say that before he will sign a major contract with anyone, he will play a round of golf with them because he wants to see how they conduct themselves. Do they have patience? Do they cheat? This gives him a good idea of what he's in for in dealing with this person. People notice when you play soccer, too. Previously, I've mentioned how I like soccer. It's a team sport, but it's an egalitarian one, as opposed to having a pitcher or a quarterback who has the ball most of the time. Everybody gets more or less an equal chance to touch the ball. Even a goalkeeper who only has to make five saves during a game. We'll pass the ball to him, keeping him involved in the play. Anyway, in a recent game, I had a troubling experience. As in any sport, people disagree with calls or non-calls from the ref. A player on the other team next to me was complaining that the ref should have called a penalty on my teammate. I pointed out to him that the ref missed the previous foul that against his teammate that caused the situation in the first place. So, as far as I was concerned, it all worked out. He didn't really appreciate my voicing a different opinion. The next time I went down to his end of the field to challenge him for the ball, I saw he lined me up and caught me right in the mouth with an elbow. He got a yellow card for his trouble. That kind of deliberate play should actually have been a red, but whatever. And then we go back the next time, go back to my end of the field, where I'm getting the ball, I pass it off, and a couple seconds later, I get another solid elbow in the back. I just had to chuckle, 
that it was just so blatant. And even threatened me that this wasn't the end of it. Unfortunately, the ref didn't catch any of that, so that could have been the second yellow. So, needless to say, it made the game a little less pleasant for me. I had a good time playing anyway and had a good game, but it was always in the back of my mind of where is this player on the field, and I noticed when he got moved to the other side of the field, so it just sort of detracted from it for me. The next week, instead of playing for my team, just like as happens in the big leagues, I got loaned to another team for the day. I walk onto the field of this new team. They told me where I would be playing in my regular position. I look down the field and guess who is opposite me that I'll be playing against today on my side of the field. The same guy. My first reaction is, oh boy. So I take a deep breath and tell myself I'm ready for anything. So pretty early on in the game, I go down to challenge for the ball. There's a loose ball. He gets to it first. It's a solid challenge, but he gets his pass off to his teammate. And there was nothing ungentlemanly about it. And I turn around to go back to my end of the field to defend again. As I do, I flash him a smile and a thumbs up just to indicate that on my part, everything's cool. Everything's okay. And we had a good game. No further incidents between us. Just as context... I mentioned nothing ungentlemanly. Our league is called the League of Older Gentlemen Soccer. We are not here to uh, impress any big league scouts. We do not have any illusions that we are ever going to be a soccer star. We just do this for fun. And uh key sentiment is, remember guys, we all have to go to work tomorrow. So... Be careful with each other to not injure ourselves. We're still just as capable of injuring each other, but not quite as quick to heal anymore. And another common thing that you'll hear is, I would have been able to catch up with that ball 20 years ago. Anyway, so it's a, a fun league, a good bunch of guys who get together to help each other to stay in shape and have some fun. So after this game, I was uh, chatting with some friends, and from behind me, somebody grasped my shoulder and comes around beside me and putting his arm around me says, sorry about last week, man. It was the fellow that I'd had the incident with. So I automatically just looked at him and went, okay. And he he walked off and went back with some other friends. And that was the end of that. I was pleased that he apologized. 
It gave me assurance that I didn't have to be extra cautious each time I face them on the field in the next game. However, it wasn't hard for me to respond because I'd already forgiven him on my own. Did I tell everyone that I turned the other cheek? Did I go around to everyone and quote them the Sermon on the Mount of why Jesus said this? No. I just did what I knew Jesus wanted me to do. Usually when there's an incident, when everyone on the team shakes hands with the other team and says, good game, it will be dealt with then, and the person will apologize. For whatever reason, it took him an extra week. But that's all right. In the meantime, I wasn't holding a grudge. And after he apologized, after I gave him the thumbs up, he knew that I wasn't holding a grudge either. Because holding a grudge hurts my body. My mouth felt fine by the end of the game. But if I hold on to bitterness, unforgiveness, that can do even more damage to my body. And damage to the reputation of the body of Christ as well. Because people will notice. So, as well as practicing with the soccer ball, or whatever it is, activity you're doing, Practice forgiveness, too. If you are presenting your body as a living sacrifice and allowing Holy Spirit to transform your mind, congratulations. You are integrating your spirit, mind, and body, strengthening yourself to overcome evil with good. Please leave a rating for the show and hit subscribe to be notified of new fascinating topics I'll be discussing next on Earth as it is in Heaven. Until next time, may God bless you and make you a blessing to those around you.